0: Hey, this is Chris Black. Thanks for listening to the Black and Abdallah podcast brought to you by Miller Lite, the presenting sponsor of the 2020 ESPN 1000 Virtual Fantasy Football Championship.
1: Welcome to the baseball show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball on radio on app on podcast listen to the show your way on ESPN1000 with the new ESPN Chicago app the baseball show presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports ESPN 1000.
0: Welcome in to the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Bleck along with Adam Abdallah. Here we go, Abdallah, for the Chicago White Sox tonight. They take on the Minnesota Twins, and this is why it's a big deal to this point in the season. The Sox now sitting in the standings in the AL Central 21-13 and 13, at the top, the very top of the AL Central Tied with the Cleveland Indians, they have a game and a half up on the Twins. This is why it's a big deal. To start the season, they lost 2-3 of to the uh, Twins. They also then went to Cleveland, went 2-3, of uh, where they lost to the Indians. Now we need to see the White Sox against good competition play good baseball because we've seen them beat up on other teams. We've seen them beat up on the Royals, on the uh, Tigers. We've seen them beat up on the Royals and the Pirates. Those teams, the Cubs, we've seen them beat up on those teams to this point in the season. Now, at the top of the division, the teams you have to compete for that division title... Now you got to make a move and that's where we start here on the baseball show tonight. We have the MLB trade deadline to get to, but tonight a big series starts for the Chicago White Sox against the Twins.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, we mentioned it last week when we were previewing. You know, we were like, "Hey, you know, like don't overlook the the Royals or anything, but you know, Monday's when it starts. Monday is what is what they call them golf moving day where yeah, you're in first place now, but Time to, time to put some separation between you. If you've been this team that, you know, has won a ton of games in a row or a ton of games out of their last 13 games and you want to prove that you're not that, that team that started and lost two out of the first three to the twins. You want to be a real world series contending team. You've got your ace on the mound and Lucas Giolito, who pitched the no hitter the last time out. The time before that, he had 13 strikeouts and was great then too. You want to capitalize on that momentum. Kimu, you know, you're facing Rich Hill. He's only pitched 12 and two-thirds innings so far uh, in this shortened season. So you've got a chance. The, the Twins haven't been playing well as of late to really put some distance in this series between you and the Minnesota Twins. And then, you know, you've got the Royals again. And then the uh, Pirates and then the Tigers again. So, like, you've got this is the series. This is This is the time where it's like, okay, you didn't do anything at the deadline. So you think you're good. You've got your pitching is set up. You're I mean, everybody knows you can hit. So now it's time to prove that against the only two teams that you're going to face this year that are, you know, going to be good in the
0: division in the Twins and the Indians. It's time to prove that you're worthy. Now, I I get it. At, At this point, I think some Sox fans may look at this season and say, I'll just take whatever I get, because this is supposed to be the building season next year. We should be competing if you're a White Sox fan. To me, I kind of don't even look at it under that uh, mindset. I look at it as you've gotten to this point. Your, your pitching is fantastic. Your bullpen's really good. And, of course, we knew that the, the Sox were going to hit this year. So why not take advantage of the position that you're in? 60-game schedule. You know that anyone uh, could really do anything with this season. There's all kinds of potential there. And where you've gotten to this point to get to this spot where now you face off against the Twins, listen, they're a game and a half back. You do some damage in these next three games. You have four more against the Twins, I believe, it's September like 14th, 15th, and 16th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll see them again. But you could put some distance here. You can start to do something here in the AL Central. And I don't think I'm overselling how big of a serious this is because it's a young team. And that's what young teams need. They need moments where you can see and check reality. Because if they can go off and win two of three, if they could sweep the Twins, I don't think it's cocky or arrogant to suggest this team is faster along than we thought they would be. Now, if they lose two of three, they're not ready. And sure, they can maybe figure something out with this season. But really, what they are is a nice team that beats up on bad competition. But when they're faced with the better teams in the AL, they're just not as good. And that's why I feel like this week is a good benchmark spot for the Chicago White Sox. And that's really where we start tonight's, con- uh, tonight's uh, information here on The Baseball Show. The first pitch.
1: Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say, this was rather impressive on the baseball show. There's your first pitch, and then some on ESPN 1000.
0: We have a lot more to get to with just the White Sox and the Twins tonight at 7 10. Lucas Giolito on the mound tonight, 3 2 with a 3.09 ERA, taking on the left hander Rich Hill, who's 1 1 with a 3.55. ERA at Target Field, the 7-10 start. Sox and Twins, the only game in town tonight for our two teams, the Cubs and the White Sox. The Cubs are off today, Abdallah, but the trade deadline took place at 3 o'clock, and the Chicago Cubs made some moves. They made a, a few moves, smaller moves, adding to the bullpen, adding to outfield depth, but really not doing anything that's earth-shattering. And I don't think there's really anything here that the Cubs did that really changes the outcome of what you're expecting them to do in this season.
2: Yeah, are they a better team? Probably. Are they a team that's now a World Series contender because of the moves that they made? No. So, I mean... Yeah, th- these were moves that needed to be made. Like, you needed lefty bullpen help. You needed something in the lineup to fix the DH spot. Albert Almora needed to be, you know, uh, sent down to the alternate site. And I think that you added a good defensive replacement utility player. I think you added a, a decent DH. But ultimately, this is bargain hunting. This isn't... There's, you're not sending out any of your prospects. You didn't, you're not trading Bryant. You're not trading Baez. You're not trading Contreras. You're not doing any of that stuff. So this is what you got for what you have in your system that was available. You got a couple guys for cash considerations, for players to be named later and whatnot, and for uh, you know no name prospects. So you've got you you added and you added what you could add because you're not ready to sell off. Chris Bryant, you're not selling off Javi Baez yet. That would come in the offseason. That's not going to come in the middle of the season when Chris Bryant's on the injured list, when Javi's batting uh, 100, you know? Like, that's not what's going to happen. So their moves that they needed to make, does it make them a contender? No, they're they're still what they are. The Cubs are what they are. They're a team with a shaky offense, an extremely shaky bullpen, and... Three very decent starting pitchers. One excellent, excellent starting pitcher. Two guys you can rely on, but have had their ups and downs this season. And then who knows what you're going to get. Jose Quintana looks like he's ready to come out, come back, and be a starter. He had a great, uh, a decent outing uh, his last time out. So I think that you know they're they're still who we thought they were. Like the you know to, to use the quote, the Cubs are still who we thought they were. They're still this team that will make the postseason, but after that. I don't think they're getting that far in the postseason just based off the moves that they made.
0: Yeah, Jose Martinez, the outfielder slash first baseman that the Cubs pick up, he used to be really good when he played for the Cardinals. Uh, This year with the Rays, two home runs, batting average of .239, on base of .329, slugging of .388. His weighted runs created plus is at 98, So he's below average replacement player in Major League Baseball for the Rays. So obviously they give up on him. I know a lot of people will point to the splits when you look at Martinez. Martinez is average against lefties, 229 against righties, 250. So he has a home run uh, hitting off of each this season. But really, he's a player that used to be a lot better than he he is right now. And the Cubs are getting someone that they hope can just add to what they have on that bench. And you see Almora now going to South Bend Being demoted down. And really, the Chicago Cubs are just looking for some consistency in the lineup. Something that we've questioned the last couple of seasons uh, talking Chicago Cubs baseball. They have a lot of marquee names, they have the marquee network, they do not have the marquee production. (laughs) Well, it's serious. They've got it, right? They've got the branding right there. They've got marquee names Mm -hmm. to showcase on their marquee network. Mm -hmm. Yet, for some reason, each and every year, these same names that Cup fans love do not produce like they should. Or maybe it was just the outlier was 2016. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the harsh reality that Cub fans need to come to grips with is that they all overperformed in 2016. And that's not really the team that they have.
2: I have a feeling that it's more and more likely. And this is something you and I have been asking baseball people for the last year. That was 2016 the anomaly. And every time we've asked it, this, you know, I remember I asked Jeff Pass in this last season. You know, and he said that he's not ready to make that yet.
0: No one's ever ready because the names. People exactly. see the names and because, they think that
2: the names are just automatically going to produce. And I will also say that, look, if Chris Bryant was 100% healthy and playing well, if Javi could you know, see a baseball ever um, he, that he could catch up to... This is a completely different lineup when those two guys are producing. Completely different. You know, Ian Happ's great at the the leadoff spot. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when Chris Bryant comes off the IL. Is he going to be inserted back into that leadoff spot? Or is he going to be dropped down to second in that lineup? And then you just kind of shuffle everybody down. Is it time to move Javi Baez down in the lineup? So I think that, you know, when those two guys are performing, that's the heart of that lineup. That's That's where you put those names on the marquee. When Javi's hitting well. When Brian's hitting well. When they're not, it just feels like a bunch of guys that are struggling right now to score runs, which is exactly what they're doing. Now, we're seeing almost a replica of what we've seen the last year and a half this week, you know, this week where you score no runs, you score a few runs, and then you score 12 runs. You know, like every dude in the outfield has two home runs. It's feast or famine with
0: these guys. Everybody's hot or nobody's hot. Rinse and repeat. It's the same story we've seen for the last couple of years. So at the trade deadline, the Chicago White Sox do nothing. I'm fine with it. I think it's okay. It's it's a-okay that the Sox have their goals set for this year, and they're not going to disrupt the long-term plan because they're tied for first uh, in this weird 60-game season. Mm -hmm. The Cubs, they add Jose Martinez. Cameron Maben, Josh Osich, and Andrew Chafin, uh, both left-handed pitchers for the bullpen. Osich and Chafin. So that's what the Cubs have. Let's uh, take a temperature of the room. Can we do that? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you're a Cubs fan, if you're a White Sox fan, how do you feel about your team right now, and why? I'm a White Sox fan, looking forward to the opportunity this week, three games against the Twins, to make a statement. I think the opportunity is there for the Sox to actually do some damage this year, and I get it, that they only have a couple of really good starting pitchers, and, and once you get into a playoff series, that's going to be a question mark. I, I totally understand that. I think the lineup's ready, though. Uh, for the Cubs, this is, like you said, Abdallah, the same old song and dance that we've seen for the last couple of seasons. Some days, the bats are hot. Other days, they can't scratch together any runs. Then you have you, Darvish, pitching well, but now Kyle Hendricks is starting to sump. John Lester, what do you get from him? There's a whole bunch of different, and then also Tyler Chatwood, injured, right? There's a whole bunch of different question marks. Mm-hmm. Craig Kimbrell, I mean, wh- Dude. Wh- why is he left out there over the weekend? Well, it's his, like, because. Oh, it, I, I remember the, the, the manager, David Ross, he fixed everything, right? Well, he can't Maybe he's fit. a little too close to the scene there. He, don't he, don't, he is, is the one that close. went and scouted Kimbrell. Maybe he's giving him too much rope there uh, out on the mound to try and close games. I'm just saying there's a lot to discuss here. What's the temperature of the room? If you're a Cubs fan, if you're a White Sox fan, how do you feel about your team and why? We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776.
1: The Baseball Show on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
0: We're taking the temperature of the room. Cub fans, White Sox fans, how do you feel about your team and why? Let's go to Michael in Streamwood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up,
3: Michael? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. What do you think of good, your team? Uh, so I'm a huge Cubs fan. I've uh, been one all my life, born and raised. Um, I just I love the Cubs, love what they did in 2016, and I like that they're keeping a the core of the team together, but um, just like you guys are saying, it's, I watch the Cubs on marquee every day. And, I got Hulu just specifically so I could watch him on marquee with all the Comcast contract stuff. But every time I see Baez hitting for some reason, it's just he, he wants to swim in every slider outside and low
4: and in the dirt.
3: And then with Kimball, he's probably one of our biggest signings. I think it was. He, every time I've watched him pitch, there's always he always just blows the saves, blows the game somehow, whether it's a wild pitch or... Just walking someone with the bases loaded, whatever it takes to lose a game. It seems like with Kimbrel up there, uh, but man, I just I like you guys say I wish those two guys could get get their head on straight and hopefully uh, win some more games here and win another pennant, another World Series. I'd love to see the cubs World Series. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, would. Well, thank you for the call, Michael. Uh, he brings up Javi Baez, Abdallah. Uh, we had this conversation about a week ago, right? Um, and I think it was like the 23rd. Um, we had this conversation about Javi Baez and his struggles this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the 24th, he he came out and he gave us two home runs mm-hmm. uh, against Detroit. And it was like, oh, Javi's back! Javi's Here back! Here Javi's back! And then um, since then, he's had two hits. Yeah, uh, that's uh, let's see, uh, four, five games. He's had two hits, no home runs. Uh, not great for Javi Baez on the season. His average is 202 on base, 246, slugging 371. His weighted runs created plus from Fangraphs is a 61. 100 is average mm-hmm. around baseball. He's a 61 right now. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? What do you mean, my thoughts? You're a biased stand. Stand? Yeah, stand. Stand. You're a biased Stan. Yeah, he can't hit right now. What do you want me to say? All right, let's go, to Thomas. And uh,
2: Wait, I mean, you read the stats. You, you mean to say anything? Like I don't even Tom, need to watch him hit your man. I give don't him even need s- to- give him
0: support. Support? What? Support what? He can't hit Stand the crap right man. now. Stand by my what? I, I'm just. I just gave you the floor. Stand you, by my what? If you don't want to, you don't have to. No, what is there to defend? He's. I- playing like crap right saying. now. You know he is. All right, let's go no, don't
2: set No, don't set up that BS. Whoa, look at obvious stats. <laughs> support, support your man. Oh, then, then I, I, look at me. Him. I'm going to go to a phone call. Here's me hitting the phone button. Uh, listen, I know your games. I know your games. There was games. no one there. I know was your games. Thomas and Garfield Ridge are on ESPN 1000. What's up? <laughs> hey, uh,
3: it's Thomas, first time caller. Thank you guys for taking my call. No uh, problem, man. Fox fan, Southside, uh, born and raised. Uh, I feel great that the White Sox made no moves uh, at the trade deadline. I uh, was a little bit worried to see if Kopech would go, given his situation on and off the field. Uh, and I was a little scared after Dunning's performance that he might have said too well to get himself traded. But honestly, we've been you know doing this process since 2012. Um, I would hate to see us settle for one championship when we can probably chase a couple.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Thomas. I appreciate the phone call. Also, what do you think Abdallah should say about Javi Baez? Your thoughts.
3: Um, I think Tim Anderson is the best shortstop in Chicago for sure, but um, obviously uh, Javi, you know, he's chasing pitches, and, you know, he hasn't had the best bat this season, clearly.
0: (laughs) Thank you for the call, Thomas. We appreciate it. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Will in Virginia listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Will?
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, so when it comes to the Cubs, I mean, it is what it is for the last three years. It's, you know, maybe they're finally going to break out. Maybe this is a team that's finally going to get on that consistent streak. So at this point, going into September, it's like, all right, they made their deadline moves. I really feel like the best acquisition that this team will have, potentially, will be Bryant or Contreras or Bias, just hitting consistently. Those guys can come back into the lineup. Who knows when... The playoffs happen. I mean, I assume they'll be there because it's, the rest of the division's not great, so they pretty much should be there by default, anyways. But I'm just hoping. I think that they're just kind of hoping that the the main guys, the horses like Baez, like you guys were just talking about, would just suddenly hit again, and that maybe will you know take it to take them to where they need to go. But we'll see.
0: Will should uh, Abdallah support Baez a little bit more?
4: Absolutely. It's uh, it's, a, it's a swag bias. He'll be fine. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's going to turn it on at some point before the season ends. Bias, get back on track.
0: <laughs> Thank you for the call, Will. I appreciate it. I see in the Twitch chat, Abdallah, the Twitchers are uh, talking. Um, they want to know what Tim Anderson's numbers are. They also want to know season. why
2: you got a bunch of Cubs pick on your Instagram if you're a Sox fan and why you only recently care. announced that you're a Sox fan. No, that's not true. Your dad's yeah. defending you, though. Don't uh, worry. If you, Don't worry.
0: Your dad's fighting your battles in the chat. That's fine. Um, <laughs> if you really want to get into that, Abdallah, Mr. Grown-up-as-a-White-Socked fan, when did you become a Cubs fan? Um, became a Cubs 15, fan. 16? Right, yeah. No, 15 was no, a fun no, 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 season. No, 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 no. You and I yeah. came, Because you and I were in college together at yeah. Columbia celebrating the 05 oh, White yeah. Sox. Ooh. Yeah. Just that like was you, a
2: great night. Just like you and me were on the, well, I wasn't. I was in Cleveland. But you were on the north side yeah. celebrating a White Sox I've, World oh, Series. I've or always been world been series I been mean. a supporter
0: of Chicago teams. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with that. No you problem. Do, you know all. my theory on the rivalry between the two oh, teams. it's the dumbest thing in the world? The dumbest thing in the I'm world. I'm just, I'm just interested in in this uh, blossoming
2: Cubs fan next yeah. to me. Since I mean, you know, living on the north side, become a Cubs fan. Oh, it just happens.
4: it's just osmosis. Once yeah, you live comes, in, the, it, okay. listen, all right. All right.
2: listen, when you're around that beautiful ballpark all the time. With all the great stuff around it, all the great bars, not just, you know, sprawling parking lots and,
0: and highway, uh, you know, you become accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Also, I, I, I like the you have Cubs photos. I don't have Cubs photos. I have one Cubs shirt that I wear. It's just like, funny that people are on your Instagram. Like, no, like, but going, it's true. Going through but photos. But it's a shirt. Like, you know, you know, there's a guy who's driving around just... Just holding the steering wheel so mm-hmm. tight because
3: he's like, oh, could he wear a Cub
2: shirt? Oh, they do. Every time you wear that quarter zip, yeah, people get so mad at you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's cold out. I wear it because it's a long sleeve gray see, shirt. I, I, had
2: to, I had to move a bunch of stuff into a, a storage unit um, after my mom moved because I had all my stuff in her basement from when I was a kid when I was younger. I've got like all, like if I could resell all that old White Sox 05 stuff, like all those shirts and everything, just bins of it bins of it why don't you break it out i could it Could be was, handy this I was, was fall. Bigger, I was bigger then, so i was wearing like i was wearing those I, I don't know if those videos I will say. that was that's when uh, abdallah was in college and put on like the freshman 50 the, the photos <laughs> of us from our senior year of college
0: Jeez, <laughs> we looked like it was uh the thanksgiving day parade like we we're gonna roll down the street i know the balloon: White, I' got the White Sox
2: hat on, cigarette sticking out of it, from when I go outside of the bar.
0: <laughs> I, I do think this is an a interesting stretch for both teams, because, like we said at the start of the show for the Chicago White Sox, you can make some noise. Now, mm-hmm. for the Cubs, this is also one of those spots where on the show last week, we documented their recent record. The week before, they were two and four in the last seven days. Now, over the course of the weekend, they played much better against the Reds uh, this last weekend. Now, heading into this week, things can start to turn around for the Cubs. And because we asked the question last week, is this the team that got off to that 13-3 and start? Or are they the team that struggled and played sub-500 baseball for the better part of two to three weeks? And I think that's where you look at the Cubs and what they did against Cincinnati. Yeah, they split it, right? Mm -hmm. They won two, they lost two, but the two games they won were pretty impressive, not only with the bats, but also the pitching was really good, especially from you, Darvish, who is definitely looking like he is going to fight for the National League Cy Young this season. You have the Pirates here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then over the weekend, you get the Cardinals. But you get a lot of Cardinals because five games: Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You get the Cardinals. You got a doubleheader in there, and you wrap around to the Monday. So, like this is a big stretch for the Cubs because Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, Indians, Twins—those are tough matchups. And and if the Cubs are the second best team in the National League, they will play above five hundred baseball here against these teams. And they will stay where they're at. And the additions that they made today, the trade deadline, will assist them. And they will continue to make progress towards the playoffs.
2: Well, look, they're three and a half games up right now. Um, you know, if they were in a few other divisions, they wouldn't be three and a half games up. They might not even be in the playoffs in some of the some of these other divisions. But you're
0: right. Well, you, no, you I mean, they, to... they would be leading the East. Uh, okay. They have a better record than the Braves and the Marlins and Phillies. You know, I mean, like, like that's the thing. That's the thing about the National League, though. The Dodgers are really good. Yeah. The Cubs have a good record. The Braves have a good record. Feel really good about the Padres. Uh, what else do you have? Hey. Got a car- whole lot of... 500 Cardinals, 500 yeah. Marlins, a team in the Phillies that should be better. You got a whole lot, the lot of Rockies, meh. 500. A whole I mean, lot of meh. The Giants were, were putting on, you know, they had a nice stretch. They're 7-3 in their last 10. They won eight in a row at one point in the last week or so. But they started off in horrible fashion, so they're not, they're not a real team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like the, the National League is like the Dodgers, and whoever can figure it out is right behind them. Well, look, you've got, you start tomorrow
2: with two games in Pittsburgh, and then you've got three games, but you've got Lester and Hendricks. It's time for Hendricks to figure out what's going on, right? It's time for him to have a better start. Lester needs to give you a quality start as well, but I can count on those guys more often than not to give you a quality outing, right? And then you've got Darvish to start the series against, the, uh, against St. Louis on Friday. So I feel like this sets up to where you can win two series here. You can take two out of three from the, from the Pirates. You can win three out of five from the Cardinals over the weekend and, and into Monday. So you just need to build momentum. Beat these teams. You're supposed to be, be, the, be the damn Cubs like everybody is supposed to think you are, right? Like everybody, You're supposed to be good. Play well. It's time to, you know, you maybe turned a corner by splitting with the Reds, especially that 10 to 1 outing uh, yesterday where they hit a ton of home runs. Maybe that's the turning point. But we said this a bunch last year and the year before. Is this finally the turning point? They had a 12 run output, they had an eight run output. Is this finally where the Cubs put together a run? Is this finally because the last few seasons, and I know it's a shortened season, it's only 60 games, but still, in the past few seasons, the Cubs have put together stretches of games that are pretty impressive where they win 10 out of 13 where they win win you know 14 out of 16 or something like that they've done that the past few seasons or they've done that in the past when they've been successful in the postseason you haven't seen that so far this year i know it's a shortened season but ultimately you haven't seen you saw it a little bit at the beginning of the season but nothing that that really wows you and says this is going to be one of the hotter teams that goes into the playoffs and i'm going to be
0: scared of this team Anthony tweets the show. Chris, you have to remember that Adam always says the E in ESPN stands for entertainment. It does, doesn't it not? What what does that mean? What is that that acronym?
1: We'll be back. This is the baseball show. This, 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 This is Chicago's home
3: for sports.
1: ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
0: Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah with you every night at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. Also, download the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app, The Baseball Show. Check it out. Let's go first to third.
1: First to third. He is. Safe. Bryce Harper goes from first to third on a ground out. Plek Abdallah. Burning around second base. Go first to third. All the way from one corner to another. Not stopping at second. He's going to try for third. And the throw is not in time. Able to go all the way from first to third on a wild pick. First,
0: first, first to third on the baseball show on ESPN 1000. As we go first to third tonight, Abdallah, Buster only on baseball tonight on ESPN, talked about... His biggest takeaway from the trade deadline, which was at 3 o'clock central earlier today.
5: really jumps out to me that you saw more deals among National League teams and American League teams led by the San Diego Padres, and that makes complete sense when you look at the polarized nature of the American League standings. As of today, seven of the eight teams, the top uh, seven teams in the American League, have at least a 94% chance to make the playoffs. In the AL, you know, the Yankees, we've talked about them struggling and they've got injuries. You know what? They're going to be in the postseason. So maybe there wasn't as much motivation. Even the 8th seed, the Blue Jays, as of now, they're around 78%, 79%. It looks like we already know what the American League playoff field is going to be. So as
0: Buster only on Baseball Tonight. He mentioned the Blue Jays. Did they trade for Ross Stripling from the Dodgers? Looked like but, it, yeah. I mean, that, that adds to what they're doing because the Blue Jays are not out of it. Uh, right now they're third in the American League East at 18 and 15. I believe that would get them into the playoffs at this moment. I think
2: that's why you saw the Padres do a flurry of moves. Like in a normal year they're 5 games out of first place. You know, this year they're going to make the playoffs and they're like, "You know what? Screw it. Like we're going to add right now and if if we eventually have to face the Dodgers, like we'll
0: we might be able to outmash them." First to third, uh, going through some of the big stories in baseball today. Jeff Passon on baseball tonight. His takeaway from the trade deadline.
5: Going into this trade deadline, there were a lot of concerns that it's going to be boring. There's not going to be any big deals. I mean, there's so many teams that are contending, so many teams that are not selling. The previous 48 hours were kind of awesome. And that was in large part due to the San Diego Padres, but still, it felt like a real trade deadline. And even through this morning, when Mike Clevenger was acquired, but since then, it's sort of been Starling Marte and a bunch of not going to call them bit pieces, but supporting characters. And I'll be curious to see going forward just how much action there is if the playoffs do stay expanded, and we're looking at 16 teams every year getting in. Yeah,
0: you know, that's an interesting point from Jeff Passan, and also like, yeah, you know. Other trade deadlines for the other sports, the major sports, there's a lot of action that takes place. To Jeff Passan's point, there, there was, really wasn't anything huge, landmark deals that are really shifting the the way the, the league is. pretty big. He's pretty big, but we knew that the Indians were, were shopping yeah. players all along. I mean, heck, Jesse Rogers was on this station, what, back in early May saying that when we get a season up and running, Cleveland's probably going to be selling off parts mm-hmm. and he also kind of predicted that even if the Indians are in the playoffs because right now the Indians would be in the playoffs they still would be selling off parts which is crazy to me I wonder if Chris Bryant was healthy what would have happened Ooh, if, if he the would, would
2: he have... would have been on the market. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Cubs were ready to trade any of the guys this year. I think that's more of an off-season type thing. But you know, if Javi was performing and Chris Bryant was in the lineup and healthy and performing, you're obviously not going to trade these guys because you'd more you if those guys were performing, you'd be more than three and a half games up in the uh, NL Central. So maybe you just ride these, you know, maybe you don't add anything and you just add a couple of bullpen guys like they did. Maybe maybe they would be in the exact same position they were today with the trade
5: deadline.
0: We're going first to third here on the baseball show. Tim Kirchin was just talking
5: about the Indians on SportsCenter. They gave up a really good pitcher in Mike Clevenger, but I talked to a couple talent evaluators today who thought that the Indians did very well overall on the return. However... They didn't get what they really need, and that's immediate help in their outfield as a hitter. They are not a good offensive team. They need somebody who can play every day for them in the outfield and add some production to that lineup because they can pitch with anyone, even without Mike Clevenger.
0: Kirchin went on to also talk about the winners of the trade deadline.
5: I'm in on the Rays, but let's not forget about the A's. The A's have had a pretty good last few days. Tommy and he's a good hitter, and he's a stronger, bigger guy than he's been. He can really add some punch to that lineup. They got Mike Miner today, and with that, the power that they have, the bullpen they have, the infield defense, that they have, they're still as good as any team in the American League, and they got a little better during the trade deadline.
0: So that's Tim Kirchin on Baseball Tonight as we go first to third here on the Baseball Show.
2: I would say that I did see a tweet yesterday from someone that was talking about the Indians and Clevenger and how they wouldn't mind trading him to the White Sox because, yeah, they need that outfield help, and since both teams are going to be making the playoffs anyway, or there's more teams in the playoffs, it didn't really matter to them that as long as they got the prospects they wanted and the, the caliber of prospects they wanted or the immediate help that they wanted, they weren't focused on whether or not it was the White Sox.
0: As a competitor, that doesn't sit
2: well with me. Why? Because they, they, don't, they don't think you're... What does that mean? They, it, are you like because offended because they don't think you're real? If you,
0: if you and I are competing in the same division, I don't want you to succeed. Yeah, of course. So like I get that in this year it's gonna be different. And we heard Jeff Passen mention like it'll be interesting after this year, is it sixteen teams get into the playoffs always? I think it's because, be. because if that's the case, then then you're right and I'm wrong on this topic. Because in the NBA, when the Bulls and the Pistons make a deal or the Bulls and the Bucks make a deal. It doesn't matter. Why? Because divisions don't matter. It's all about the conference, Uh right? Yeah. So in baseball, if they're watering down the divisions, thus it's only about the conference and getting into the playoffs because there's eight teams on each side. Like, okay, I guess if the long-term view is that the Indians don't care about trading with the White Sox anymore because, really, divisional play isn't that big of a deal. Okay, but you're still going to have to face them on the schedule. They're
2: going to... They're gonna keep the extra playoff teams. They have to. You're not gonna take away revenue, right? You're not gonna take away money.
0: Well, in everybody this, knows in this year, that the money. You don't, is, you don't have the 162 regular season games, so that's okay, like, But next that's year, missing gonna, revenue. But next year
2: they're gonna cry poor too because I don't. You're not gonna have full stadiums yet next year.
0: No, I, I agree. So
2: you're not gonna take away revenue. The 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 owners make a majority of their money from the playoff te- from the TV money in the playoffs. They're not gonna get rid of it. There's no way. You don't just say, yeah, money was cool. How
0: about less? You're not going to do it. There's no way. How about less? Uh, let's go to our stat of the night.
1: Zombies on base percentage was 477. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. And was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up, and you get. You want me to speak? When up, point you get?
0: 1092. On ESPN 1000. All right, tonight's stat is 2,000. That's the number because Miguel Cabrera yesterday hit his 2,000th hit as a Detroit Tiger in yesterday's contest, okay? So, Eric, Adam, everyone listening, I'm going to ask you this question. Right now, Miguel Cabrera is 50th all-time in career hits. Right now in Major League Baseball, there are currently three players active in the top 100 of hits all time. Miguel Cabrera is one. Who are the other two people? I'll tell you next.
1: The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah.
0: On Chicago's home for sports.
1: ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago Lab.
0: It's a baseball show. Black and Abdal, with you here on ESPN 1000. The phone number is 312-332-3776. The stat of the night tonight is 2000. As in Miguel Cabrera hit his 2000th hit as a Detroit Tiger yesterday. He now is 50th all time in Major League Baseball in hits with 2,843 hits heading into tonight's action. He's played 18 years. He's 37. Miggy. Cabrera, 50th all-time on the hit list in Major League Baseball. So I asked you guys this question before we uh, went to the commercial break. All-time hit leaders in Major League Baseball, in the top 100, there are three active players. Miggy is one. Cabrera is one at 50th. Mm -hmm. There are two other players in the top 100, all-time hits. Mm -hmm. Who are those players? Eric Sear, Adam Sear, can you guys figure out who those two players are? Well, immediately I think old dudes, or older dudes, I guess. Yeah, that's that's one way to do it. That's how you um, rack up a lot of hits, yes. Yeah, so I, Pujols has got to be one, right? Albert okay. Pujols, right. Yeah. Right. yes. So that Pujols one was is the down. name that I that's picked the, right yes. Yes. away. Yes. That's the
2: easy one. Pujols that's was the one easy. that
0: came to me right away. Pujols is 15th all time, and I would guess, let's see, he'll get to probably... So probably get cl- he'll get he might catch Willie Mays. Uh, Pujols is at three thousand two hundred twenty nine. Willie Mays is at three thousand two hundred eighty three. He may catch him this year at twelfth. I looked up uh, this so guy. That, so that's Albert Pujols. He is fifteenth on the list.
2: I, yes, I looked up this guy's number. I don't know if it's if he's. I didn't look at the top fifty or top one hundred or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Nelson Cruz has a lot of hits.
0: Nelson Cruz is not the answer. Nelson oh. Cruz is not the he answer. He has
2: seventeen hundred and fifty nine hits. He has a lot hits. of hits.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a lot of hits. Not in the top hundred hmm. active players. There's one other active player in Major League Baseball who is on the list.
4: I have a couple names, but I don't. I'm, I'm not sure who's been around the most. Um, I'm down between. I'll give you my few. of Dal, and Then I'll. I'll it's. Right. I'm saying Robinson Cano. Joey okay. Votto or Nick Marcakis?
0: Eric nailed it. It's Robinson Cano.
1: Damn.
0: Robinson Cano. I would have never gotten that. On the all-time hits list, he's 83. 2,601 hits. Uh, so he's right behind Tim Raines, ahead of Luis Gonzalez, ahead of Vladimir Guerrero. Um, so Robinson Cano. Those are the three active players, in Major League Baseball, on the all-time hits list. Uh, if you want to go farther down the list, the next active player you guys will never get, and even if we open up the phone lines and said, "Who is the fourth leading hitter, active players in Major League Baseball today?" Fernando
2: Tatis Junior.
0: No, no, no. You, no one will ever get this. I, I swear. What what number is he? What number is he? No, no, no. Uh, like on the oh, ranking, one thirty three, one thirty three. So he he did not cut the uh, the top one hundred. Uh, When I saw the name, I I did a double take. I'm like, okay, he's played 15 years, he's 36. Is so that narrow it down for anyone? He's mm. played a long time for the Braves, played for the Orioles for time. So a long I said
4: Marquekis. Is it Nick Marcakis?
0: Nick Marcakis. Yeah, that, yes. oh, that, that was my show that I was yeah. Eric, yeah. Come on, hey. man. Hey. Come on, man. Rich and uh, Rosemind, you're on ESPN 1000. Way to go, Eric. That's great. I wasn't even listening. Miss Carlton Fisk jersey. That's fantastic. I'm just going to keep hitting this for Eric. That's okay. outstanding. Rich, you're on ESPN Sorry. 1000. What's up, man? Chris, yeah,
3: your your White Sox panties are showing. My what? Look, your White my White Sox panties are showing. Okay. There is nothing there is nothing wrong with cheering for the Sox in 5 five. I'm a big Cub fan. All right, and I cheered for them because they're a Chicago team. Why would you not want to support that their success? Who? Now to call sixteen or the Cubs as an outlier, did you forget what they had done in fifteen? And then did you forget what they had done in 17? Sure, they did not win the World Series. But it doesn't mean they didn't have a good team. Do they have issues this year In the past couple of years? Yeah, they do. It all revolves around hitting. Sometimes it revolves around the pitching. But, and I'm excited for the Sox. I think they have, they show a promising year this year. And I'm hoping they do well. The only time I cheer against the Sox is when they're playing the boys in blue. That's it. But it's like there's nothing wrong with Adam supporting the 05 Sox. But it's like the he, way. He yeah, said, he was a, he
0: was a White Sox fan. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, well,
3: it doesn't for you know, 5 '05, but he found his, right. he found his allegiance with the Cubs. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. Okay, Rich, you know, uh, because, Rich, you you are
0: aware you, you are aware that uh, the Cubs were an 84 win team last year and missed the midst of playoffs, right?
3: Yes, I am very much aware of it. Okay. And, but to, to speak to the way you're bringing it up, mm-hmm. and so what have the White Sox done since 05?
0: They've done nothing. So
3: the, absolutely nothing. The way nothing. you're bringing it up. The way you're bringing it yeah. up. So then 05 was an, an outlier. Yeah, the, the Sox. White Sox yeah,
0: absolutely. And the Sox need change. I'm glad that they finally started to go in the right direction.
3: And, and that's great. If, if you can admit that, that's fine. But the Cubs have been. Fairly successful, they only won one World Series. And I'm aware of what they did last year. They had issues in the pitching staff. To deny that, um, well, then I, I guess it's like I look at the game a little bit differently. But I'll always stand with the boys in blue. And I'm hoping the Sox do well. I think it'd be great if we have a crosstown World Series. But we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I know I'm dreaming. I swear I'm not smoking in all right, so,
0: thank thank uh, you for the call, Rich. We appreciate now, it. now, Rich. If you yeah, wanted I mean, if to, you, you could want, just you go to your
2: local uh, to dispensary. You could. No, I'm just saying it's is. out there. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. I, I appreciate it, but uh, I think you guys are doing a great job with
3: your show. Thank you, Rich. Right? Appreciate it. Have a great thank night. Thank you. A lot right. of them have
2: online check-ins, so you can just, you know, you put your order in and then you go pick it up. There's no waiting in line or anything Contactless delivery? I mean, contactless pickup, but yeah. But, like, what about, like, contact high? Well, that's different. That—that's the
4: ride home. Yeah, sit and, and I
2: don't think—I yeah. think in a pandemic, you're not—you shouldn't be close enough to me to get a contact high. <laughs>
0: well, I'm glad I don't live with you anymore because those days that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes.
5: The baseball show with Black and Abdallah, week 9 at six on Chicago's
1: home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. My panties.